I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Sorry, I didn't realize we were recording. <laughs> today. We're, we are recording, that's real. Today we're talking about art. Yeah, if you remember back to our uh, art sourcing episode, we talked about all the different places that we find art and how. That's it. That's it. Yeah, just like how we find art. All uh, the different places and how. Yeah. I mean, there's no like how. It's obvious like what to do once you find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buy it or don't. Yeah. Um, or steal it. I don't think we should be advocating that on this podcast. It's true. Art stealing is not cool, but it is a little sexy. I think the way you're talking about it is literally putting something, like, under your jacket and walking out, which is also bad. But, like, I think that um, one of the issues, perhaps, that's proliferating on the internet is that art is shared digitally so often now, and people do, like, legitimately Mm. screenshot and print and things like that, and that's bad. Mm -hmm. That is legitimately bad and not sexy. Yeah. Um, Though also, I'm not sure, like, physical theft is sexy either. Well, yeah, I'm more just, like, joking about the romanticization of... Oh, white, I see. Of, like, like, um... Like, white collar. Like, white collar. Yeah. No, you shouldn't actually steal things. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> just for clarity. Yeah. It's more a joke that has now really run its course in, <laughs> in a very real way. So back to the art, which we did not steal. Anyways, but yeah. first piece we got, well, kind of for free. It was a gift for an event we purchased tickets to. Yeah, so I feel like when we got home, I wanted to, like, handle a bunch of outstanding things, which kind of, like, included art. Hmm. And so this episode kind of rounds up, like, art we've had for a while and art that's been, like, in process and also art that's new. So there's just, like, a lot going on. Um, Like you said, the first thing... I think I brought up the art sourcing episode because this thing isn't, like, technically art or, like, it wasn't meant to be art, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, We went to an event where we saw an artist I really like um, speak. His name is Adam JK, and he goes by Adam JK on the internet. He has a full name. (laughs) (laughs) And the weird, the, like, God, why can't I tell a story right now? I feel flustered. This was like in the before times when you could go to a place and see someone speak (laughs) among other people. Before times. Yeah. um, And the point was just to go to the event and see him speak. But it turns out that he had ordered a bunch of totes because he has an online store where he sells things with his art on them, obviously, to stay alive. Uh And these totes have been misprinted. (laughs) Um, in two separate ways, actually. And so he was giving them away for free because he couldn't sell them on his website because they were, like, not damaged, but, like... Duds. Yeah. So we 
we took at first I wasn't gonna take one but then I did take one because my cousin Kennedy is also a big fan of his art and I thought that she would like it and that's it was actually right before we went to Arizona because I was like oh we can take this mm. with us on our very short trip to Arizona <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then I think you took one also just because. Yeah, I love free shit. <laughs> I was trying to reduce our free shit in order to like reduce our environmental impact, but here we are. <laughs> so we have this tote and um, his shtick, his art is a lot of witty sayings and handwriting. So it's this little saying he has about like working for yourself um, and kind of the fallacy of like do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And so it's like a really funny, cute thing and it's a misprint and we brought it home and we decided that instead of using it as a tote and we have like a billion totes, we would mm -hmm. actually just frame it as mm -hmm. a piece of art. Did you have anything to say? I think it was your idea. Yeah, it was my idea. I, don't know. I just thought it'd be cool. It was like a fun piece. It's an artist. Jordan really likes I like him a lot too. Um, Jordan introduced me to him a little while back. Uh, first by that sticker. I have a sticker of his on my desk. That yeah. Was the first interaction I had with his I, work. I bought... I bought my keychain, mm -hmm. which I've shared before on the podcast, so I think that I've talked about him before on the podcast, and it came with a bunch of other little free stuff, which was cute. It was a nice little package to get from someone when you buy something and you get like the product that you actually ordered, but then sort of like a bunch of other bits, and I think I gave you the sticker, because I'm not really a sticker person. Yeah. Yeah, so then that was my first interaction, then I started following him on Twitter, and it was cool hearing him talk, too. So his talk is great. I can link. He has a talk online um, um, that he did for Adobe that was similar. So maybe I'll link that in the show notes because it is really good. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Um, where is it? Oh, so anyway, I was like, yeah, let's let's frame it. It's kind of cool. And like, I feel like my thought also was is a little antithetical to how he feels about his own art. Oh yeah, he would be devastated <laughs> if he knew that we'd framed this bag, especially like this misprint bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which makes it kind of funnier to me uh, <laughs> on some levels uh, because you know, artistic intent is dead. But it was just kind of cool and fitting and we had been thinking about freshening up the home office area before knowing that our entire apartment would become a home office. But back when it was just one area, uh, we were kind of thinking about freshening it up. We had those little bird drawings there for a while. And honestly, it was kind of like a, a come and go space. We weren't quite settled on any one piece. But this was going to be a nice, big, colorful piece that I thought might set it off. And it got even more colorful with Jordan's idea, which was actually quite brilliant. I think it's really nice. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of DIY hack this. Like, we weren't going to get a custom frame that fit this tote bag. You yeah. know, that would be wild. Yeah. So. Though, custom-built tote bag frames coming to you soon at <laughs> apartment26podcast.com. Um, I basically just took the bag and I held it up to one of our poster frames to make sure that it would fit within the glass of the poster frame, and it did. So... I went to Michael's and I bought another of the exact same poster frame. And I I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I love paper source paper. It's like the best place to get flat wrap paper, which are those like big two by three sheets of just decorative paper. 
And for a while, I thought that we would maybe actually get, like, an Adam J.K. poster to put behind it, but the way his posters are designed, it's very much just, like, text in the middle of a colored box. So Mm -hmm. if you covered it with the tote bag, it wouldn't give you the effect of the poster. Um, But... I decided to go to paper source and just get a big piece of paper to put behind it. And I was going to go, his art is very primary in color. So I was going to go with just like a solid primary color behind it. And I really couldn't find anything solid or anything that was just primary colors. So I ended up going with, it's like rainbow stripes. Um, yeah. Not primary, a little more like muted or neutral, I would say. It has little slivers of white between each yeah. side too. So it's not just like straight rainbow. It looks like, uh, honestly, in like a cool way, it looks like one of those big twirly lollipops a little bit. Mm, but if you made, the, I love that shit. Yeah, but if you made the stripes vertical and it's like a little, uh, little patinaed. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Hashtag dinosaur corner, <laughs> uh, which makes it nice too, especially because the bag is just like cloth or canvas. Or, yeah. Yeah, cloth and canvas interchangeable. Are they like? Canvas is a type of cloth, mm. I would say. Just like the canvas material that tote bags are, so yeah. it looks kind of nice against the patina rainbow of yeah. this uh, paper. It's a legit tote bag, too. I'll put a link to the not misprinted ones in the show <laughs> notes as well, because it has like a pocket in the inside, which is clutch. Mm. But basically, I just took the tote bag, tucked the um, handles inside of it, laid it on the glass of the frame, Laid the paper on top of it and then just like put the frame in. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was really easy. Mm-hmm. It brings a lot of color to the space. I also have that blue uh, Woody Guthrie quote there and it kind of plays nicely against that. So that's, uh, I'm sure in the show though, they'll show up next to each other because they're really close. But it's a poster that's meant to be uh, kind of woodcutty. So the letters are i mean they're just woodcut i don't know how else to describe that they're like bold typeface but they kind of pop in that way because they're white with a black backing and then the poster itself is just blue so the rainbow the rainbow's blue rather and the blue typeface or font on the tote like kind of pull out that blue in the poster yeah i would say it really brought together that area and made it seem very purposeful yeah and I think also something that, like, it's a lesson takeaway wow. from this is that kind of anything can become art if you frame it. Wow. <laughs> and I think that's a good lesson for myself because I think sometimes we're places and we're like, oh, that's cool, but what are we going to do with it? You know, like souvenir or tokeny or something like that, you know? Mm. Um, and maybe we can think more like, oh, what if we framed that as art rather than being like whatever tchotchke it is, you know? Because, like, God knows we don't need another tote bag. Yeah, it's pretty true. Uh, what is this next piece part? Oh, so, as you mentioned, we took down the bird cards R. that R. were in that um, transparent frame. But not R.I.P. Yeah, we have, not of, gone. <laughs> we have one of those frames that's, like, two sheets of glass that you press together so you can see through it. And we had two greeting cards in there that were bird illustrations, which I still really like. Mm-hmm. But I thought that we could use that frame to better effect in the bedroom on the gallery wall to see more of the black wall, because I always want to see more of the black wall. And first, we tried flowers, but that got weird. 
Oh my god, I've been trying to press flowers for this fucking frame for so long, and I did it here, and it was gross, and then I did it in Arizona with Kennedy, because she seemed to know what was going on with it, and then that got gross, uh -huh. and I just really, like, maybe it's not for me. Maybe it's not the craft for me. I don't know. I haven't completely given up on it yet, but I'm not stoked to retry. What do you think keeps going wrong? I just, like, I'm fundamentally doing it wrong. The first time, they did get pressed, but they didn't get pressed in a cute way. It looked like a car had run over them or something, you know? And you're, like, supposed to, like, press them so that it's, like, still the shape of a flower, mm -hmm. just flat. Yeah. And that's not what happened. It was, like, all of all of the petals got, like, crumpled up, and it was just, like, a nub. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. It was really sad. It's, like, a very sad image. Um, and oh. then the second time, they crumbled <laughs> Oh, I do remember that. For reasons unknown. Yeah. Um, so that hasn't gone well yet, but what did go well is that frame had been vacated and we knew we wanted to put it in the bedroom, but we didn't know what was going in it. So it was literally just sitting out in the living room, like on a side table. Mm -hmm. And we got home and I was like, we got to do something about this. We have to like clean our lives because we are only in this apartment now. So everything in this apartment has to like be correct. Mm -hmm. Um, and I found this artist named Reina Noriga, I want to say. And her art I saw shared, like, literally on the same day by Bobby from Queer Eye and Young House Love. Oh, boy. Yeah. And... And realizes that hype. Oh, yeah. It was super hype. Um, and, I mean, it was super hype around, like, support black creators and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um and what am I trying to say? I don't know. Oh, so I was really attracted to her art because she has this one piece. It was the other piece we were considering that we did not buy. That is a like really saturated, pretty emerald green building that looks like it's in the middle of the desert, and it's just like this really lovely jewel tone desert scape. Mm -hmm. She also has one that's orange that's really really nice. It's just like we don't really fuck with orange. Yeah, that's it's pretty true. I'm looking around the room as you say that, and uh, yeah, I think the only orange thing in this room is your prom picture, in fact. That's true. That's a <laughs> that is a funny and long story. I spy my <laughs> little eye. Um, so that's what attracted me to her art, and then I started looking through it, and we ended up picking this, um, like, I don't know, I think of it as like... Uh, it's like a sunset or a sunrise, like over a body of water. Yeah, I'd say I feel pretty similarly about it. It looks like a river, maybe. Yeah. I still get some desert vibes from that. Like, uh. That's true, yeah. The Rio Grande. I've never been to the Rio Grande. <laughs> Those are just the vibes. Yeah, that's just the vibe. Yeah. I get. <laughs> when, I, when I think to myself, hmm, self, what would the sunset on the Rio Grande look like? <laughs> uh, it reminds me very much of this work. Um, yeah, I just, I really liked her stuff because of these, like, really bold, saturated colors, and she's a digital illustrator, so the, like, shapes are really distinct as well, mm. you know? Um, and I just think it's very visually striking, and... The nice thing about these prints that she's selling is they were eight by eight squares. And so it was going to fit in the frame, but it was also going to leave a lot of the frame empty so you could see through it. And it was really just going to like totally work. Um, the reason we didn't go with the emerald green one is we thought that would go better in the living room, but we were trying to put this frame in the bedroom. So this is more of like a teal and blush sort of situation that we thought would go better in here. Yeah, it really kind of matches the uh, throw pillows. 
was schoolhouse. Is that where you got Yeah. Play? Matches that color quite nicely. Yeah, the living room is kind of full up on art at present, which we'll touch on shortly. Um, so we were really hoping to add to the bedroom, and like Jordan mentioned, the frame having that see-through effect. Well, it's also, I was trying to think of like a good like phrase. I was going to say, put it in the running to be in here, but like, <laughs> it's not an election. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just lost it. But anyway, <laughs> the frame we knew we wanted in here, and we knew that we wanted to add some art in here as well. Yeah, we've been really building this gallery wall up. Yeah, pretty seriously. Yeah. Um, so that was good. The one beef I have with these frames is that you really need a lot of like tension to hold the art in place because the art is smaller than the piece of glass. So when we had the cards, I had to like stuff the cards with multiple pieces of paper. <laughs> And they still fell down, and that was so annoying. And so <laughs> I put this piece of art in the frame, and it fell. Boom. Not like the frame shattered, but like the, the art like slipped down the frame. So then I put a piece of paper in there with it, and it still slipped down. And then I put another piece of paper in there, and it still slipped down. And then I just like got fed up, and I grabbed a piece of bubble wrap. Uh, because we have all this packing material around because the only way we get things is by ordering them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, let me reuse this unrecyclable thing. And then I stuffed the bubble wrap in there and it did indeed hold in place, but it, there was like a gap in the frame. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this thing is not that well constructed. It's def going to break if I do this. So then I decided in my infinite wisdom <laughs> that I was going to pop all the bubble wrap. <laughs> Yeah, Donnie came in and he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I'm popping bubble wrap, leave me alone. It wasn't as fun as I remember it being, to be honest with you. I found it to be quite tedious. <laughs> when was the last time you popped bubble wrap? Probably a decade ago, at least. Mm. Maybe two at this point. I'm like pretty old. I find the small ones aren't as fun as the really big ones. I was going to say, I much prefer like a, a solid, like juicy bubble than mm. like those tiny bubbles. Yeah, the tiny ones get kind of... Uh, tedious. This will get kind of hard after a while. Yeah. The, the big ones are just, you can, like, sometimes you get both your thumbs in there. It's, like, a whole lot of fun. Would recommend. <laughs> that was not my situation. Point being, now I have this kind of just, like, thick, flat piece of plastic in there, and it is working fairly well. So that's what I went with. Um, though, obviously, cardboard would work well as well. I just didn't have that at my disposal at the time. So... I mean, honestly, like, full disclosure, we haven't hung this piece of art yet because nope. I've been lazy about it, um, but we're going to have to do that for the show notes now. I know exactly where it's going to go. Where's it <laughs> like, going to go? It's going to go, like, above the mirror to the right of the portrait of the woman. Cool. Yeah. So we'll put that in the show notes. Now we have to do it. I think it's going to be cool. Um, I'll link all of her stuff. It was really cool. We just bought a print... Um, I think she has originals for sale as well, but we knew we wanted to put it in this frame, so mm -hmm. that's what we did. I'll keep going. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know what the felting sky is. is. That the company? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure. Well, so I had talked in our one of the episodes we did in Arizona about um, the Danny Ives felting kits that we did. Yeah. And I might actually I'm going to share what um, I did with those in a little bit, but. Before, in the before times, I bought these the other felting kits from a company called Felting Sky, and that's why I had all of this felt that I shared in the last episode. Mm. And 
These kits were really cool because they had a pattern printed on a piece of cloth already. So you just put the cloth, like you used the cloth as your pattern. You didn't have to draw anything and it showed you like which color went well, where. And I found actually that it was much easier that way to make a professional looking needle felt because I'm not a great illustrator. Hmm. Um, so I completed two of these kits, one before we left and one after we got home. And I just kind of had this stuff like sitting around because I think all crafters know, like you make these crafts and then like you just have crafts. Um, and I don't like to be wasteful in that way. Like I really like doing crafts, but then I don't like having a bunch of like shit around, obviously. Yeah. Um, and we have a massive bag of fabric recycling and nowhere to take it. So that wasn't going to be great. Literally massive. <laughs> um, because someone didn't go to H&M. But that? we won't talk about that. <laughs> no, H&M is closed forever, so... I doubt it's closed forever. It's probably coming back. Anyways. Yeah, anyway. Um, I was initially confused. I'd like to clarify okay. my, my gap. Because you were working very diligently on a piece of sky in Arizona, which is what initially threw me. Because I couldn't remember um, if you brought that back. You had that cactus with the sky background. And I thought at first that's what we were talking about, and I was like, I don't think that's here. I don't even know if that is here. It is here. Huh. Um, I put it in my little box of things to keep because it is like my first cross stitch, and mm. I think for a first cross stitch I did well, but it's not like the most transcendent piece of art that's ever existed. Okay, but that's not, that wasn't needle felting, that was cross stitching. Correct. Oh my goodness, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, these kits, I bought a snake plant kit. And I bought a floral bouquet kit. Mm -hmm. And so I actually really like them both. I think they turned out very nicely. I did a great job. Yeah, I agree. I really like the snake plant. Yeah, it turned out really, like, hip looking. It's mm, a good way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really just, like, the yellows in it really pop in a mm. fun way. Yeah, that's true. It's like the floral one's nice, too, but something about the contrast in the snake plant was, like, especially nice. Yeah, hip feel that so i'm walking around the house with like just all of this art like in my hands and i'm like where are we gonna put this shit we have to do something with it because it had also been on the floor in the living room for a long time and that was getting very tedious mm -hmm. so i ended up taking the snake plant one and putting it in the basket next to my cactus embroidery on the wall in the living room and we can put a picture of that. I'm sure I've put a picture of that and the panda's before. There. Yes, and the panda, which was my introduction to needle felting at Craft Jam. Um, again, not my best needle mm. felt, but he's ah, cute. Yeah, he's a pretty cute guy. <laughs> and completely useless as well, because he's like this 3D, like, eatsy bitsy sized panda. Yeah, I think it would be cute to, like, turn him into a Christmas ornament. Mm, that's a good idea. Yeah. It's a future episode. Yeah. Craft. Um... But I had to take a bunch of stuff out of that thing as Back well. It. The basket, yes. Um, I had a little chalkboard that a uh, friend gave me for Christmas. And I have a, like, a frame that we bought at Goodwill for, like, $3 mm -hmm. that I had painted black and put a blue and white piece of paper in. R.I.P. that Goodwill. Yeah. For real. That's true. Yeah. Um, Bummer. And that was also a paper source paper hack. It's just I framed a piece of nice paper and then it was art. I feel like we do that quite often. Well, I did a bunch of them all at once and now they're kind of just like in the house and we're moving them around. Mm. 
<laughs> and so those actually ended up on the gallery wall in the living room. Mm-hmm. Switched everything up. Yeah. In order to make room for that needle felt. The other needle felt, the bouquet one, ended up on the bedroom gallery wall because, again, it's like a blue and pink and green sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be right next to our Reina Noriga piece. Um, and you- it's all going to all gonna come together wow jordan had a really great hand motion there that uh you all won't be able to see unfortunately it's lost a time yeah did you do the floral one second yes mm. do you feel that it is more expert in execution i i do a little bit i think i like the snake plant better just like aesthetically but there's something very like professional about this one like, you got the details down really well in the flowers yeah, I'd done a lot of projects since then. Like, I'd done all the Danny Ives kits. Mm. I felt more in control. That's fair. Yeah, something about, like, the, uh... Don't know the anatomy of flowers particularly well, but you know what I mean? Like, the different rings inside of it, you really, yeah. uh, really accentuate those. Well, I also just feel like the way that that pattern is set up is so useful for beginners to really, like, do something that looks like what you're trying to do, mm. you know? Um... Highly recommend these kits. We'll link them in the show notes. And then, what else do we have? We had, okay, I'm going to switch this up a little bit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, I also... script. (laughs) The Danny Ives stuff that I did in Arizona, um, I needle felted a pizza, which Ah, was really cute. (laughs) But, like... Actually, I think I was going to take it to work at one point. I don't know why. It's, like, not thematic. You still did. Yeah, it's true. There is there is no work, and there is always work. It's confusing. Yeah. But we decided to put that one in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We have kind of a kitchen art problem because there are, like, walls in the kitchen, but they're all doing stuff. Yes. Well, okay. So, I don't know that all... So... <clears throat> Here we go. Um, I would say there are walls in the kitchen that aren't doing stuff, but they're too high up. Yeah. So a lot of the walls that we have that are eye level or like accessible have art already on them. We have a little kitchen calendar. We have uh, other art by the lady who made the birds, whose name is escaping me. Nachi. Mm-hmm. So we have three other prints by Natchi. We have a poster of mine on our far wall that's very big and kind of takes up really one whole wall space. Um, and then we have all the wall that's kind of like above the oven, but we have weird landlord backsplash that is like pretty <laughs> ugly, but we can't do anything about and like goes just high enough to prevent us from like easily hanging anything in that space. And if we did even overcome that obstacle of hanging it it would just be above not even like above eye level like above head level <laughs> and just like like on the ceiling yeah just like not even be really worth viewing so we are kind of tied up for space but we but we did find um is some space above our little retro aluminum foil container so we have that three-tiered uh aluminum foil wax paper parchment paper container that we got, and I'm sure we talked about on a yeah. previous kitchen episode. And I thought it fit kind of snugly right above it. Yeah, I think the thing that's 
been the case for these little crafting kits is that they don't really stand on their own because they're small. So they're really good for like gallery wall type spaces Mm -hmm. or like collections of art. And so this kind of fit nicely in a niche like around not art, but stuff that we'd already hung on the wall, essentially. Yeah, the size of it was really not the pizza. So the pizza found found its home there, and I think it's really cute. I like it a lot. Um, it's just kind of fun to look up and be like, "Oh, pizza," <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is how I try to live really most of my life. <laughs> but the size issue was something that kind of plagued us throughout this whole process. We had previously, uh, before Jordan moved some of the stuff into the baskets, we had thought about really shifting around a lot of our living room art and shopping our own apartment as we do hashtag dinosaur corner um (laughs) by moving we have a heart in the living room we thought about adding that to the living room gallery wall and freeing up that uh space above the floral bookshelf but then when we made that move and kind of uh visualized it and tested it out just by taking down the heart the the kits were just too tiny and it looked pretty empty even if we like centered them even if we added one or two other small things it still didn't take up enough space it looked like just kind of like accidental (laughs) yeah pro tip if your art looks like lonely or sad or like accidental maybe it's not the right size (laughs) for where it is and i think that happens a lot like at our stage of life because we don't have any big expensive art pieces Mm -hmm. you know like we don't have a piece of art the size that I would hang by itself on a wall besides yeah. maybe like a poster. But even then there are certain walls that even a poster wouldn't hang alone. Well, yeah, that's pretty true. Like um, I'm looking at this bedroom. I think we have one wall in here purposely just kind of black and blank, but there's one that like, is probably our most exposed wall in the house. And if we had hung a poster there it'd look pretty lonely and like, honestly pretty like bachelor patty. Just yeah. add one poster up. So, like, try putting your arts together and let them be friends, and yeah. that might help. Because that's what we needed to do with all of this stuff, was just when we tried to hang it by itself, it definitely didn't look like it was working. No. The other needle felting kit I got from Danny Ives um, was the one that Grace Kennedy and I were all doing together, and it was a 3D cactus 3d yeah so she like gave us little pots little terracotta pots and now they have felt cacti in them they're pretty cute they came out way better than i anticipated like up until basically the point where i was putting it in the pot i was like oh this is stupid looking and then i put it in the pot and i was like oh actually this is really cute yeah for the record i also didn't have much faith in it um wow i'm just finding this out right now on this podcast oh yeah yeah. (laughs) got a hot mic here um no not so much in y'all but in in the craft itself like because the panda is also 3d right cute but it's like purposely cute because he's like a little lumpy and kind of funny and i thought the same thing would happen with the cacti i guess i didn't entirely see the vision for, like, 3D needle felt cacti. Yeah. But then, by the end of it, like, these things are really fucking cute. They're just hanging out on our little, like, office, uh, guy. Our office cabinet. <laughs> our office cabinet. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is a cabinet. Um, and yeah, they're, I don't know. Yeah, they're just, like, quite literally the, the definition of cute. They just, like, pop. They're, like, little green pops, and then one of them has 
little bit of purple on it. One of them has the little needles. It's kind of like funny little things to see around. I like them. Also, people are setting off fireworks in our neighborhood, so that's what's happening there, and I'm definitely not going to be able to edit it out. Yeah. Should oh, we well. wait? Okay. Um, yeah, I actually, I planned on taking those to work, too, because I thought they'd look really cute on my desk, so, like, mm. maybe they live on that cabinet forever now, maybe not, we'll see. That's right, I can see them being, like, fun office adornment. Just yeah. Kinda, like, some good energy to move into the space, just like, oh, here are my cute little cacti. Yeah. Cool, I like that. And then last but not least, it was the triumphant arrival of the Apartment 26 cross-stitch in <laughs> Apartment 26. Yeah. We shared this in one of our early Arizona episodes, so you will remember what it looks like, but we'll repost it in the show notes. Um, that was a celebratory firework. <laughs> for us. <laughs> we actually shot off that firework. We did not shoot off that firework, for the record. Um, no, I'm way too scared to play with fireworks. Um... So, yeah, we brought it in. And actually, so, like, my perfect vision for the Apartment 26 cross-stitch is that it would, like, be outside, Hmm. like, announcing that this is Apartment 26. (laughs) (laughs) Over the piece of, like, gold, fake gold leaf number (laughs) 26 that already exists. Yeah, but, like, obviously that's untenable. We can't do that. Um, Yeah, well, we could, but it would just be too much. Yeah. And then we put it in the entryway, but, like, kind of like we were just saying, the entryway is so long and the walls are so big that it just looked, like, stupid and lost. Yeah, the entryway is a very hard space to work with. That could be its own whole episode. I have some ideas about the entryway that I've been looking at on Pinterest and I haven't told you about yet. So, yeah, just, like, put a pin in that thought. Okay. Those are celebratory fireworks for my idea Anyways, so we were moving it all around the apartment. And Literally. We actually, right. like, gave up on it a few times and, like, went and did other things and came back to it and we're moving it around. And we finally decided that it did not belong on the wall at all because the other thing was we were thinking about putting it into the gallery wall because mm-hmm. it is small. But I didn't want it to get lost. It's very much its own thing in my mind. Um, and very much like a... I don't know, it's hard for me to describe it and the way I feel about it, but it's just like really like like a quintessential piece for me. Wow. You know? Yeah, I think it's fair. It's like a yeah. Like it's like it is an art piece and it's meant to be looked at, but it is like different than art to me in a mm. little you know? Like it's very sentimental. I think the sentimentality is equal to its aesthetic for me. Hmm. I hear that. I'm not really describing it well. No, I think you are. I think I think that's a pretty apt way to do it. Like, because it looks really good. Like, it is a really good piece of art, fundamentally. But then there's also a lot of sentiment behind it. It's not just, like, a friend made something for you and you're, like, begrudgingly holding on to it. <laughs> it's, like, actually a legitimately cool piece of work that also has a lot of intrinsic meaning to you. Yeah. Yeah. That. So anyway, I wanted it to stand on its own. And we finally kind of figured out that rather than hanging it on the wall, we could stand it up on the top of the bookshelf. And we're kind of like in flux with that right now because I know you can get like those little plate stands Mm -hmm. and people like put cross stitches on those. Um, But right now it's just leaning against a set of candles that we have. (laughs) 
Yeah, though it does look particularly like a stand. That's um, true. They are just like they're like um, taper candles, so they are just like straight up. Yeah, they're and they're like a pretty ideal height. It looks really good. It looks like it is on display. Um, but eventually, we would like to also display those candles. So. Yeah. So something's got to get. Yeah. For the record, too, it's not our tall, like three-tiered bookshelf, but it is the floral one that I mentioned yes. uh, earlier. So it's kind of it's also kind of nice because it's it's open to the whole room. Like we yeah. have, I have a piece of art by a friend of mine, and then I have a little figurine that a friend of mine gave me on our uh, like three-tiered bookshelf. And they're kind of kind of they're kind of just there. Um, they're also kind of sentimental, I would say, in many ways. Um, but this is very much open and very much displayed because it's on the top, on the floral top. It doesn't have anything, like, around it. Yeah, it's also, like, it's part of a vignette. There are other things on top of the bookshelf, but it very much stands on its own. I think that's kind of exactly what I was going for. So it's not, like on some sort of weird pedestal and you're not supposed to look at it or touch it or anything like that, but you can, like, tell Man. that you're supposed to look at it. It's not like, uh... Who's the... Rihanna? Like a... Oh my god, Rihanna's book where you can buy the book for, like, $100 and then a pedestal for it for, like, 30000 Yeah, it is not that. No. Yeah. Um... Nothing can ever really be that, let's be honest. That's pretty fair. Um... I feel like I was gonna say, oh yeah, so got a DIY or find a stand. It's true. Maybe, Next time on apartment twenty six. Maybe make it a bubble wrap. <laughs> I have not become that good of a bubble wrap artisan yet. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment Twenty Six. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at APT26Podcast. See you next time.